Continuing our discussion on the Wagyu hot stone. So once again, you have raw pieces of meat that people could eat as is, or they could grill it themselves on this hot stone. And the question was regarding Bishalakim. So there are a few different potential heterim to allow this in a restaurant. Number one, one could argue that the meat is considered nechachai, it's considered edible raw, because people, it says on the menu you can eat it raw, some people will eat it raw, and therefore anything we know, and we know in halacha, if it's nechachai, if something could be eaten raw, consumed raw, like an apple or or a carrot, and a nachri, a non-Jew, goes and grills it, he, he has grilled uh, apples, he bakes an apple, the halacha is not an issue of bishalakim because it was already edible raw. So that is ha'ara, that is a... Uh, Comment number one, that maybe this meat is considered edible raw. So this could change in the next 20 years, but right now, if you would speak to most people, most people would, would be surprised that people actually eat these things. Go around, speak to people in your community. And it could be in your community is different, that everybody eats these things, but for most people, they do not consider this uh, edible. And therefore, in halacha, it seems like you have to have rife, that most people would consider something edible. And I don't think we have reached that threshold yet. One could argue regarding sushi, that sushi-grade fish in halacha, if this is the type of fish that people could make a sushi roll out of, so that type of fish, so sushi-grade fish, perhaps would be considered nechachai bismanazeh. I asked Rabelski Zetzal uh, this many years ago, and he told me that his, his perception changed over the years. When sushi originally came out, he said nobody would eat raw fish. So you find two people eating raw fish, nobody wants this, and he, he thought it was a fad, and uh, nobody would, would, uh, would, wouldn't catch on. However, when I spoke to him again in 20... I didn't see him again. When I spoke to him in, was it 2013, he told me that it obviously changed, that every chasna is serving it, and no one's surprised when you tell them they ate sushi that day. When you tell someone you ate wagyu beef that was raw, they say, ah, really? They ate... So it's still a conversation piece, so obviously it's not considered normal. So... When it becomes the norm, then we could have this discussion regarding nechachai, but lechaira, we could argue that that is not a hetter because most people would not consider it edible raw. In fact, that's where they're serving it with the stone because many of their customers are not going to eat it raw. They're going to actually cook it. So that is that was a potential answer number one, which we debunked, I think. Let's go to the next one. There is a halacha that the Ramah brings down as a yesh imrim, that a potential leniency in the laws of vishalakim, and that is that if you have esh me'esh, you have the fire that a Yisrael lit, and now a nachri takes from his fire, from the Yitz fire, and lights a new fire, so it's esh from esh of the Yisrael, fire from the original fire that a Jew lit, then all subsequent cooking is considered bishal Yisrael. And in fact, many rely on this when it comes to pilot lights. You have a Jew lit the pilot light, and the non-Jew, the, the chef comes, he turns on the stove. The stove is taking fire from the original pilot that the Jew lit. That is considered eish meish. They call this in kashras, and that will be mutter. Now, truth be told, the Ramah himself brings it as a yesh oimim, a possible leniency. Even the original source, which is the Isr Vahetar, only brings it down as b'dyevet, and I know Rav Balsi Zetzal was against relying on this, the Chathila. And without any other rationale, he would not allow a restaurant to simply rely on pilot lights. He did differentiate between a pilot light that is right, on top, right in the middle, the center of the stovetop, where you could fry an egg on it. That fire is hot enough to cook on. So that wouldn't be considered eish meish, that's eish mamish. But to use a pilot light that the fire takes like in a deep fryer, where the fire, it's not going to do anything. And then you have the nachri taking that fire to make a bigger fire that's going to actually cook. That's eish me'eshi, it would only be makele by the evidence. So one could argue that the stones 
are hot from, and maybe the heat, that itself is a heat source, it's coming from an oven that was heated up by a yid, if the Mashiach, in fact, turned on the fire, so the stone would have the status of Eish Meish, which at least works on a Bediyevet level, and again, most consumers are going to be yidim, so the, the one-off chance that a Nachri comes, maybe we can rely on this heter of Eish Meish. I will point out that if the restaurant itself relies on pilot lights, there was a pilot that the yid lit, lit and now the Nachri lit the oven, and now the next Nachri put the stone in the oven, so it's Eish Meish Meish, which one could debate if how, how mutter that is. But okay, that is heter number two, Eish Meish, which might actually work, at least with the Eved, if in fact uh, the, 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 the oven was heated up by Yisrael. If they would have a separate oven that the Yid does not light, and they just put the stones there, and they figure, wait, there's no food being put into this oven, what do we need to see Yisrael? Then those stones do not have, do not have the status of Eish Meish. So the Hashgach would have to be on top of this if they are in fact relying on that. Number three, if the stones are heated up at first, if they're clean, and then they get heated up in the ovens in between uses, which I would assume they are because you want to heat it up for the next use, so perhaps that itself creates a kashering. When it comes to bishalakum, let's say you have a blia, uh, an absorbed taste of bishalakum. You don't need to have a thorough uh, blowtorching type of kashering. All you need is libun kal, a light kashering. So perhaps being put back in the oven would be considered a light kashering. However, that would have to be... Uh, that would have to be supervised and make sure that it, in fact, is being in the oven for a long enough time to be considered libun kal. It also would not help while it's being served. It would help for, if you're going with your family, your haimish yid, you don't have any nachrim at your table. So yes, even if a guy came earlier that day, you know your stone was heated up, assuming there's a mashkiach in the kitchen, making sure it got heated up to, let's say, 400 degrees for a half hour, whatever libun kal is, then you could eat it. But let's say you're sitting at a table and the nachri now puts his steak on it. Now he just made a bliya of bishalakum. It's not being kashered until it goes back into the oven. So it wouldn't help every situation. You'd also make sure, you know, I need to be supervised. Another uh, potential leniency, this is found in the Darki Tshuva. Someone sent this to me. The Darki Tshuva was a, uh, the, the, the Munkachi Rebbe, the father of the Menachas HaLozer. So he put, in his yeshiva, they put out svarim on Yaradea and they collected all the different tshuvas on uh, you know, in the contemporary chuvas and earlier chuvas, discussing the different topics. So in Bishalakram, he has a piece that he brings down from earlier sources that we know that Bishalakram is only usher derech bishal, the normal way to cook. There's a debate regarding microwaves. Is microwave considered Bishalakram? So he says, told us ha'ar, which means something that was heated up by the fire, but there's no fire anymore. There's no actual fire, and that's cooking. That is not considered derech bishal. It's like, let's say you heated up a frying pan, and you remove the frying pan from the fire, and then you put an egg in the frying pan. That would be considered told us or and he says maybe it's a suffix if that's considered derech bishel. One could argue that for this, it's considered derech bishel, but that's an interesting heter to rely on. So you think about all these four different uh, heterim, and you put them all together, it's probably okay, as long as the hashkacha knows what they're doing, and they are on top of... That, but this is really what, uh, what what could be done. Now, the best way to do this is, if I think, if you have a mashkiach, puts all the stones into the fire. So you could call it, it's ash itself. The stone itself got heated up by the mashkiach. The mashkiach put all the stones into the oven. Uh, let's say 5 o'clock every evening or 4.30, whatever. But before the, the run of, of uh, consumers, he puts the stones into the fire. So everything was heated up by the mashkiach. That would be considered ash. If you're a Svardi and you don't have a guy with you 
What you should do is you should order this food, this stone, and you yourself put your steak on it to make sure you have Bishri Yisrael, the Svardim, in that case. Another potential Eitzah would be to have all the stones in the oven, and then the Mashkir should turn on the fire when the, when the stones are in the oven. At that point, many pipes can hold even for Svardim, that, that would work if that was food. But for this, that would be considered that he turned on the oven. I think Rav Heinemann, Shlita, thinks that that's the best idea in the situation as well. It wouldn't be considered Eish would be Eish Mamish. He turned on the oven while the stones were in there. That would be the best way to do it. Either way, uh, if you're going with a reliable Ashkacha, hopefully they figure this out. But as I said in the beginning, I hope that the learning, the Lima Taira, is more delicious than this Wagu beef. And uh, hopefully you can share these ideas with others and we can improve our, our Zahiris on the Halachas of Bishalakum.